Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Trillionaire! <laughs> oh, a podcast about how to build a better future, where I share big ideas on ambitious empathy, magical technology, and epic problem solving. Wow, 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 wow. So I just binged the entire backlog of the podcast called Anatomy of Next by Mike Solana, who is uh, one of the founders or, or principals or whatever of the founder, Future Founders Fund, I think is what it's called. And it was a phenomenal podcast. They basically break down the future. <laughs> basically, with this, with the, the name cleverly says Anatomy of Next, they kind of dissect uh, what it will take to build you know, the future that we want to live in. And specifically, they center it around the theme of building a city on Mars. You know, if you had to build a city from scratch, what would it what would it be like? What would it be like to live there? What would it take to build that sort of city? And um, through that lens, he's uh, the Mike. Uh, he is able to interview tons of experts in the field, and they have some really great conversations, some really great insights into you know what it would would take to build that sort of thing. Um, but one thing that I realized or that I saw kind of listening to this podcast is that <laughs> a lot of these experts and a lot of these uh, episodes kind of never really answered Mike's Mike's uh, question. Like his initial question or one of the biggest questions he asked them is, you know, if you had to build a city from scratch, what would it be like? Like, you know, what is the every everyday functions of that city? What does it feel like to live there? And a lot of these experts kind of, you know, they kind of went back to the problems of today's societies and, you know, how their ideas or technologies or products or whatever can help solve those problems or, or you know, how to think about those problems. Or Very few of them actually took, took uh, Mike on, on on what that city will look like. And Mike himself does a very great um kind of visualization of what he thinks that city will look like you know throughout the podcast he often has like his own um ideas on what that could be like um a lot of it is inspired by like tomorrowland and you know the epcot center and um all sorts of things like that and i wanted to dive into that for this episode so for this episode i'm gonna really dive into what a futuristic city will look like for me um if we were starting from scratch and I'm not going to get into how it was made or anything like that. I'm not going to get into too many details on that side. Because for me, that I, I, can, I can go on all day. That's like basically what all these podcasts are about, you know, going all day about that. So what I'm going to do is try to freeform a, a day in the life of a citizen of my future city, you know. And we'll see where that goes. So, uh, so the only thing I'm going to say is that I think this takes place about 20 years from now. Why 20 years? I don't know. It's just something's telling me to do 20 years. <laughs> that is my only set of constraint. Um, and from here, let's, let's see how it turns out. I wake up fairly in the, early in the morning with the rising of dawn. Birds are chirping. You can hear the swooshing of trees. 
there are tinkling leaves and uh, you hear a, a waterfall a little bit in the distance. Closer up you hear the gurgling of a river or rather a stream. It's a peaceful little stream. Flowing past my window. It's a large bay window. I can see out into a patio that kind of looks over a uh, exotic scene. It's both a natural scene of, of vast trees, sequoias, and, and whatnot. At the same time, it's kind of uh, in space. <laughs> you see, I can see uh, nebulae, uh, star formations, and whatnot um, behind these uh, giant, or in between the different sequoias. And uh, around me as I wake up, there are free-floating holograms in the shapes of interesting inventions, some of my favorite inventions, um, interesting patterns, and like I'm in space almost, some cosmic material just floating around my head in my room, making my room feel like I'm just in another world. And that's what I wake up to, at least this morning. And I didn't wake up to a sound of alarm, I woke up kind of naturally because my bed, or my side of the bed, warmed up and got my heartbeat pumping and I just felt like waking up. And it just happened to be at the exact time I wanted to wake up and I felt the most restful sleep I've felt. Um, again, that, that morning, every night, or every morning is a restful morning nowadays, but it feels like every morning is even more restful than the level. That's the, the benefits of this bed and uh, waking up this way. And uh, in the background, I also hear my some of my favorite songs kind of floating in and out of each other. Like a, uh, like a masterful DJ, you know, <laughs> mixing through my playlist um, in an artful way that, that's not too chaotic, but it just gets me... Gets me excited, gets me uh, interested in, in thinking about, you know, what I want to hear and getting into the theme of the day. That's what that is, is finding my theme for the day. Sometimes it's epic orchestrals um, to the sound of uh, Sky Saga, you know, make me feel like I'm in, a, in an epic quest. Other times it's, it's the best hip-hop uh, music of the, of the time or some classic hip-hop, uh, real lyrical stuff. Uh, sometimes it's electronic, you know, dubstep. That's more of a classic now, but sometimes it's, uh, you know, a number of these different things. Even some days it's heavy metal. It's just feeling feeling pumped. <laughs> but as I wake up, you know, these uh, confluence of mellifluous sounds and sights really get me uh, inspired and motivated. And I... I'm happy to just step out of bed. And with all this going on, my wife next to me is fast asleep. She doesn't like to wake up early. So uh, even though all this is going on, she is not aware of any of it. It's an augmented setup going on there that makes it uh, seem like it's my reality without also affecting her. But either way, so I get up. And my flubby buddy, that's what I call my personal assistant, a little bot there, he reminds me to do my, my uh, journey, 
my journal for today. So I note down, you know, some things I'm thankful for, and I uh, note down some ideas I had from my lucid dream that was also, you know, helped helped to be onset by my bed. So that lucid dream gave me a number of ideas, and I just jot those down with uh, subdermal thoughts that I kind of subvocalize um, into the journal. So sometimes I like to write, but usually I don't like to write in the, in, in the morning. So I just choose to use subvocalization to kind of get my thoughts out very quickly. And uh, this all is probably the first, what, 10 minutes of the morning. After that, um, or really during that time, uh, my clothes that my bot has picked out, or my wife, I'm not sure which one picks it out nowadays. I don't really care. I don't like to pick my clothes out. <laughs> but the clothes that were picked out, they uh, kind of are almost like they're soon onto me. Not sewn. Like, they kind of just materialize over my body. So, again, I don't like to put on my clothes. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, I like to spend my energy elsewhere. So my, my clothes are materialized onto my body, and uh, I like it warm, I like it, you know, kind of tight, kind of uh, snug, and so they fit just right, just right to fit my frame, and they're equipped with some very cool, very cool uh, microbiology sensors, so it tells me, you know, what, what my nutrients levels are for the day, or right now what my hydration level is and so on. And so I have a very easy idea of, you know, what to eat or what to drink and stuff like that. And I don't have to spend my my uh, decision skills, my thinking on that m trivial stuff. You know, it's just there for me in a very easy to read format, very intuitive. So um, I go into the bathroom and uh, wash up got some you know affirmations there I got some some uh, self-care bots you know helping me uh, brush my hair brush my hair and you know get me cleaned up for the day and I head out to make some breakfast I like to make breakfast uh, manually for my family not because I, I think I'm a great cook or anything I just you know like to do it so I do <laughs> With my world famous eggs and uh, hash browns, or, or at least I usually do. But this time, I think I think I might switch it up a little bit, you know. So uh, I asked my bot to find me some cool recipes that I that I would like, that's in my skill level, and then finds me some cool stuff. Prints out some ingredients, some potatoes, some uh, this, that, the other. I don't know what it prints out, but whatever I'm, you know, filling for that day, some yams maybe, instead of potatoes, but you know prints that all that out for me and I start to cook I go ahead and waft the, the, the aroma of the uh, breakfast up to the kids get them waking up to that scent get my wife up she likes to uh, wake up to this scent as well and after the food is done I um, have um, by that by now everybody's already at the table you know assembling there ready for 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 uh, Papa's famous eggs and whatever else he made this morning <laughs> and the bowls materialize out the table so we don't really have to you know get our own utensils like back in the the old days it just materializes materializes out the, out of the table and in my bowl i put a little extra nutrients for the day because i don't like to eat lunch and dinner and 
or at least not lunch, you know, unless my wife wants to go out. But uh, I usually don't like to eat all that stuff throughout the day. So it's in my boat. And then we eat and we talk. And uh, it's pretty, pretty fun little little breakfast. And then after that, we uh, decide what we're going to, not even deciding what we're going to do today. We already knew what we were going to do today. You know, we all have that set up on our schedules and our on our uh, calendars that are easy to manage nowadays. And for this day, the kids wanted to come with me to work. And of course, I'm, I'm happy to have them. I love having them, you know, to work and showing them what what I do and, and uh, kind of embarking them on my journey and, and, and inviting them on what I'm creating for that day. Because uh, they don't have to go to school. You know, there is no school nowadays. It's more a, a lifelong learning library, lifelong learning kind of center where they can pop in and out through various means, virtual reality or physically or whatever. And uh, they often, you know, do projects to learn this or that, the other thing. And today they wanted to do a project with me. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's get it. And uh, so we set out. Kiss my wife, and uh, she starts, you know, her writing for the day and all that. So I take the kids with me for today, and uh, we step out of the uh, front into our neighborhood, and it's a quaint neighborhood, but very, very close knit. We know all the neighbors, talking to them and saying hi and all that. There are no streets in this neighborhood; it's just walkways, you know. So it's very close knit uh, and kind of intimate environment neighborhood we all feel safe with each other we all feel like we can talk with each other um and yet it's pretty pretty interesting <laughs> the type of people you see there you know not everybody looks like us you know some people fully embrace the the uh, transhumanist notion they're like half robots or even other species by now <laughs> messing around with different things some of them messing around with tails and uh we got to have a conversation of whether or not, you know, the kids are, are going to, you know, start messing with the with their own genomes yet, if they're ready for that or not. But uh, as we go out, you know, it's fun. We, we see what the, uh, the neighbors are up to. Um, some of them got packages flown in from, you know, aerial drones. Some of them are, are uh, printing out new landscapes for their uh, for their homes. Some of them are building new 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 parts of their homes onto each other and some of them would just have you know just sitting on a box and uh observing the area uh they're scanning the area for for their own virtual reality homes because a lot of people you know they just don't want a physical home they just rather they're real digital nomads virtual nomads where they uh walk around different neighborhoods scanning the areas uh maybe recording them for historical context uh, but usually they're kind of getting ideas for how they want to build their own virtual homes. But uh, yeah, that's the type of things we get to see in, every, in the morning. And um, as we walk to the, the tram, um, we could have, you know, just took a personal one. But we like to mingle with the, with the, with the community. So uh, we take the, the community tram, which is about a five minute walk. 
get some good walking in the, on on the pathways, the walkways. The walkways themselves are pretty interesting. They they're like uh like uh, a fusion between like jumping puzzles and parkour. Like they, <laughs> there's some parkour elements on the on the side. So uh, you'll see a lot of the, a lot of people kind of you know running through these these parts. Um, kind of vaulting over different different areas like a like a adult jungle gym throughout the entire walkway <laughs> it makes it makes walking around every morning very exciting um, sometimes the kids partake sometimes I partake half the time shoot <laughs> um, but the walkway itself is kind of like a, a bouncy rubbery textured uh, walkway it's not like those flat sidewalks that I had to walk in back in my, my youth um, these, these sidewalks are made specifically so that it's comfortable to walk, you know, without impacting your, your spine or your, your feet negatively. And it also allows you to use the full, you know, flex of your ankles so you're actually moving in you know, all those different joints. Interestingly designed walkway, but um, it just makes it fun, you know, to walk. It, to walk. And so on the way, we're talking with different people. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, finally get to the tram. It's basically a giant-ass bullet train. <laughs> but not just a bullet train as you would think of today. It's, it's, a, it's a dynamic railway system that it's more akin to, like, the cells of your body. It's more akin to the, uh, the organic nature of, of cells and... and and blood in your bloodstream of how they flow in and out of each other you know you got all these you got different sized um i guess vehicle i guess you can call them passenger ve- passenger vehicles or or um cars to the trains or i'm not sure how you would call it but it's basically different sized <laughs> uh passenger carriers and they come in kind of autonomous autonomously so as you walk up to the platform uh, one comes up you can get in um, if you want it to be just personal you can get in if you if you want to share that passenger you know that that carrier with other people then you would just get on the um, a platform with more people on it but um the point is that when we get on the the tram you know this we don't have to wait too long <laughs> you know it's really a couple seconds maybe the longest you would wait is maybe uh, a minute but uh, once we get on, we're off, rocketing across the landscape. Um, I like to build cities in my in my <laughs> in my uh, pastime in my job. Um, I have a project to build, you know, a couple a couple space cities, a couple um, ocean cities, and uh, a couple virtual cities as well. So on the way, I go ahead and. Uh, wave over the, the the portal the the window to to see one of my virtual cities see, to see how that's going on and I show the kids you know um, this the most recent virtual city where we're testing to see if um, if this type of government will, will be a good situation good setup for this city on Mars or um, if it will be a better government because what we realized once we started building out these different cities is that the environment kind of really affects uh, your governmental system and your culture for your city so you want to you want to kind of mod the uh, government 
and the overall sociology of the city um, in respects to the environment because some of them unfortunately are still limited in resources not everywhere will have a super abundant um, resources yet we're still having issues kind of bringing all the resources that we can from one uh, planet to another or from one stellar stellar uh, body to another so uh, I'm just showing them how that you know these different tests are going in these virtual cities and uh, what's interesting is that a lot of these virtual cities are populated by real people as well as AI it's kind of um, a fusion of the two um, AI is kind of it's hard to distinguish what is AI right now because it's hard to distinguish what is real people <laughs> in the virtual world we've we've kind of created uh, virtual clones of ourselves so there's a number of, of these these um, quote-unquote people that are really just hundreds of copies of uh, other people of like one person and uh, they kind of individualized because once you make a digital copy of yourself it almost 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 uh, immediately individualizes unless uh, you constantly update it so you have to constantly update it with your own you know thoughts for it to keep for it to stay similar to you and even then it's still a little different but anyways all that to say is that you know these populated uh, these cities are, are kind of populated with real data so we can get real information on how um, these different government systems how these different resource systems are working on these different cities and then we can actually build it out um, so we don't ever have to build out a city nowadays without you know having real data on whether or not it will work <laughs> and um, I get to show them all of this and they, they love it it's like you know jumping into a game um, and uh, on the tram I can even put them into the city you know pull out a headset or pull out a hologram whichever one whichever form of immersion they want to jump into and um, even though the, tra the the transfer itself to my workspace is is about 10 minutes but um in this in the in the simulation of, of this this city we can slow down time we can um basically slow down our, our our perception of time so that for every minute that's passing on the outside maybe a couple minutes couple uh, tens of minutes or even even um dozens and of minutes are, are passing that's basically the same thing but <laughs> we haven't yet gotten to gotten to days yet because uh, you know it's it's a little bit weird when you when you have days passing in the in the, in the simulation but you know your body is, is is not yet caught up with that but you know we can we can mess with it a little bit so we can spend some time thinking about these different uh or going through these different data and thinking about how it's impacting and and what it looks like and the kids get to play around with the different um structures as well if they have some ideas for what uh, structures you want to put in the city they can throw that in there um but yeah all that to say is that by the time we get to my job site we've already accomplished like half my uh, to-do list <laughs> which is pretty fun um that means i get to have uh spend more time with the kids and just uh doing doing fun stuff um rather than straight work um but then again the work itself is not really <laughs> um boring work so I, it doesn't it's not it's not too much of an issue um 